Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Hey, good morning to you. It's August the 30th, and believe it or not, fall is in the air. I'm sitting here in downtown Thomasville, about to go into the YMCA and get a workout, and uh, rolled the windows down as I stopped, and believe it or not, a little bit of fall is in the air. So there is a little bit of reprieve from the oppressive heat. The Celebration family has been reading through the book of Proverbs this month. And today, August 30th, we are reading August, excuse me, we're reading Proverbs chapter 30. So I got up this morning and read Proverbs 30. I want to leave you with this thought this morning. So Proverbs 30, verse 1 reads like this. The words of Agur, the son of Jacob, even the prophecy, the man spoke unto Ithiel, <laughs> just hang in there, okay, unto Ithiel and Eucal, be glad that's not your name. Surely I am more brutish or foolish than any other man. I do not have the understanding of a man. I neither learn wisdom, neither do I have the knowledge of the holy. Watch this. Who has ascended up into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name? If you can tell me. Now listen. So he's asking a series of questions here. Um, to me, it seems like Agur is in anguish. If you read New Living Translation, another modern translation or so, um, you can tell that as he's writing this, he's really suffering some type of anguish. I might wonder, since I've been preaching through the book of Jonah and been talking about um, when life is a train wreck, there was a time when Jonah's life was a train wreck, and then what should we do when our life is a train wreck? I believe maybe, everybody say maybe, I believe maybe that when Agur wrote this, maybe his life was a train wreck because he said, I'm foolish, I don't have wisdom, I don't understand the things of man, I don't understand the things of God. But then listen to what he says. This will encourage you in verse four. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. One more time. Every word of God is pure. That means sure or right. He himself is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. So I want to encourage you today, uh, just kind of backtrack into last week when we we're talking about life being a train wreck. And there are a couple of things, a couple of principles that we can employ in our lives that will help us come out on the side of victory when our lives train wreck. One is... Stop focusing so much on ourself and our situation and focus more on the Savior. It's clear that Agur did that. It's very clear he was facing some type of anguish in his life. He asked a series of questions. Watch this. And before he receives his answers, he declares, God's word is pure and in him I have protection. So he actually employs two principles. One, he stops focusing so much on himself and his situation and puts his focus on his Savior. And number two, um, he stops looking for so many reasons why he's in this situation 
and starts resting in the promises, the promises of God's word. And that's what I want to encourage you with today. In a season of despair, somebody surely is going to watch this that's going through a season of anguish, going through a season of discouragement, going through a time of depression maybe, going through a time of desolation. Your, train, your life is a train wreck. You feel like the wheels of your life uh, have come, have fallen off. Remember the words of Agur. When Agur was going through a hard time, God's word is pure and God's my protection. So remember what, remember what Jesus said in John chapter 17. He prayed what people call the great high priestly prayer just before his death. In John 17, 17, he said, uh, he's praying to the Lord and he's to his father and he says, sanctify them. He's praying for us, his followers. Sanctify them according to truth. Thy word is truth. So Jesus declared that God's word is truth. I don't know about you, but I've settled that in my own heart many, many years ago when I was a young man. I believe that God's word, all of God's word is true. Now, do I understand it all? No, but I believe it's true. I believe it's pure. I believe it's accurate. And so if you have that settled in your heart, then you make way for God to minister to you through his word. So anyway, so Jesus declares, that God's word is truth. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, just hang on a second, okay? Uh, Paul says, all the promises of God are yes, and in him there are amen. So that's what I want you to see today. Agur was saying, all of God's word is true. All of God's word is pure. And when you're going through your anguish, when you're in your time of discouragement, or maybe even depression, and you just need a little pick-me-up, remember, all of God's word is true. All of his promises are yes, and in him there are amen. So remember this. Just let me give you, a couple, give you a couple of promises here. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. What's the promise? The promise is renewed strength. The stipulation is wait on the Lord. Somebody asked me this past week, is waiting on the Lord more like waiting for a bus or a train or an airplane, or is it like waiting on a table? And I said it's more like waiting on a table. Waiting on the Lord is, is, is seeking the Lord, serving the Lord, putting our hope in the Lord. So if you're going through a time with no energy, you need energy. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus said, hey, he didn't say, hey, I'm saying, hey, all you that labor and are heavy laden, come unto me, I'll give you rest. Listen to me today, child of God, if you're a follower of Jesus, Jesus said he will give you rest. Stop running to all the other people and all the other things that you think are going to give you rest. Jesus said, come unto me, I will give you rest. Another promise of God is found in James chapter 1, verse 5. I'll leave you with this one. Reminds me of Agur. Because remember, Agur said, I am brutish. Uh, I don't have wisdom. I don't understand. And yet in the new covenant, James, the half-brother of Jesus, wrote this in James chapter 1, verse 5. Something like this. If anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord. And the Lord will give wisdom liberally. And the King James says, he upbraideth not. That means he doesn't hold it against you. So if you're facing a situation today, if you're facing a circumstance today, if you need wisdom today, 
and you're not sure if you should turn to the left or turn to the right or go forward or go back or keep it in neutral, you just simply do not know, then why not right now just call out to the Lord and say, hey, Lord, I'm going to do what James said. I need wisdom in this situation, and I'm going to call on you, and I'm going to ask you to give me wisdom because your word declares you will give to me wisdom generously. You won't hold it against me, and you'll just release your wisdom unto me. Father, somebody needs your wisdom today. I pray in Jesus' name, as they call on you for wisdom, you'll grant wisdom according to your word. Hey, man, y'all have a great uh, fall in the air day as the sun rises on you and on your city.